Welcome to the Ross Allen Luke Show. G'day, my name is Ross Pepper. My early years were rough. I was suicidal, drug addict and alcoholic. Then one day, about 15 years ago, I discovered personal development and everything changed. It completely transformed my life. I lived a life as if everything in life was kind of done to us. But then I discovered that we're actually the creator of our lives and I've been creating my life ever since. I'm now a loving father and husband, a life coach, a business coach, relationship coach, team and leadership coach, performance coach, author, public speaker, and so much more. None of which were even remotely possible before I discovered personal development. I learned to let go of my past, my false limiting beliefs, such as not being good enough, not being lovable. I let go of all my fears of failure and rejection. I discovered it was possible for me to create happiness regardless of the circumstance I found myself in. I went from being an introvert to an extrovert. And in that journey, I discovered every single person on the planet is infinitely more powerful and capable than they can even imagine. So now I make it my life's purpose to help other people discover their greatness and live the life of their dreams. G'day, my name is Alistair MacDonald, and in my nearly five decades of life, I have experienced and achieved many things. And last 20 or so years has been very focused on business and there's been many failures, many successes. Most successful business, uh, nearly 50 million turnover, a couple hundred staff, um, was one of the founding members, was one, of the, uh, was one of the board members when we merged to grow. So I really have experienced a lot of scaling in business uh, among other things. These days I'm focused as a business mentor and coach and I love, I really love spending time inside other people's businesses and seeing them achieve their goals and see their lives go where they want them to go. Hi guys, Luke Farah here. Ross has wanted me to explain a little bit about myself. Well, where do I start? I'm a father, business owner, investor, fitness, health, and holistic kind of guru. I enjoy life. I'm a great problem solver. Uh, I enjoy laugh too and the journey along the way. So uh, what you see is what you get. Pretty intense sort of guy, but also I like to make others laugh. So probably comedy is where I'm going to go. If you want to reach out, please don't. Call Ross or Al, specifically Al, Sunday 3am uh, if you need a alternative email or a uh, phone number just message me cheers we're aussie blokes we're dads and we're entrepreneurs between us we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life love relationships and business and we're here to share those with you you may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement but whatever you take away from today you can be absolutely guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you welcome gentlemen to episode number 63 how are you welcome I'm We're here. Well. You? You caught us. Um, we're both on our phones, aren't we, Al? Absolutely, mate. What are you doing, specifically? I'm uh, sending you Snapchat messages. Are you really? <laughs> are you on a streak? Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that a streak? Yeah. yeah. I was checking emails. Going for the record, mate. 10,568 days. <laughs> what? Isn't that a lifetime or something? It's about 30 years, I think. Something. And how are you feeling? You can't, like everything else is good. You know, around that? Uh, I'm alive. 
You're alive. That's something to be grateful for. I live in a fairly peaceful, although hectic town. I am well sheltered, well fed, well clothed. Ah, well done. That's right. So, really, the only thing that kind of interrupts the serenity of it all is that innate desire to want more, to do more, to be more. Oh, want more. I like that. Okay. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I hear that uh, life typically ends when, when we don't have that. Okay. So, yeah. I would be grateful for this feeling of ants in my pants. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's got to be something that, that drives you forward, a, a purpose for being. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have that purpose, then, you know, things go pretty pear-shaped. At a young age, you're less likely to, uh, you know, to die from health issues. Although you could say, you know, having a car accident could be a, a health issue. Yeah, I looked but, at it up until teenage car, uh, road accidents are number one, mm, largely. Yeah. I think there's one period when very young, it's something else. Mm. And then teenage, it's suicide now in the Western world. Oh, yeah. right. Suicide's number one. Yep. Which is the same thing, lack of purpose. Lack of something yep. to, to drive you and, and yeah, get up yeah. and, and something bigger than your problems. Yep. Yeah, we've all got problems, yeah. but when your problems are bigger than whatever you're up to in life, then you know things are going pear-shaped pretty quickly. When your perception of your problems is bigger than your perception of what you're up to. Yeah, yes. and that's I think that's the key. The um, We perceive that, you know, life's a massive challenge or whatever we're facing is like, you know, mm. consumes us and that's all there is. But there was a podcast with um, Tim Ferriss recently um, and they were talking about, um, yeah, obviously the increases of depression. It's one of the major, um, what would you say, areas of, you know, obviously mental illness but obviously deaths as well um, due to the modern world just like our mm. technology and everything you know that can consume us um, that it's like it's gone off the Richter scale so they're looking at like um, MDMA and mm. um, you know psychedelics and stuff you know micro dosing to um, just sort of step people back from where they're at um, mm. because sometimes when we're in the weeds it's hard to see the reality of it like as you said out like it's perceived right mm. If someone could just grab us, lift us by the head, put us back in any situation, we stand back and go, cool, what do you see here? It's like, well, fucks. It's really not that, you know, paramount or it's not that urgent or it's not that important. Yeah. Uh, are we focusing on the right things in life? Um, well, that's yeah. that's where it is. It's, it's Well, we're not. Because if you think that everything's that bad, it can't be. Like in the Western world, the, you know, the stuff that we have available like you can you can lose everything you can go you can go bankrupt you yeah. can lose absolutely everything you've got yeah and still be okay you know you're not just immediately thrown out on the street with nowhere to go the odds are you even if you were you probably have a friend who will take you in take you and your family in yeah and it doesn't take much to then get back on to, onto your feet in in you know in, in australia because the the government takes care of you know, of some of the bills, it takes care, it gives you money, it gives you everything you need. Now, you're not necessarily going to live like a king, yeah. but you can easily live on the money that the government provides if you want, if you want to be better than an evil it. king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the days of an evil king, absolutely. The evil king. So, medieval. Medieval. We've spoken a few times about medieval. They used to crap down a shoot in the bloody castle wall, for God's sake. Yeah. So, so you know, we live really well here. And Is that a thing? That's what they used to... That, that was their version. Yeah. The Romans had better bloody sanitation than the medieval kings. you got to go over there. 
head over no, there. I don't, I don't think they're shooting in walls, mate. No, they don't now. <clears throat> right. No, but you'll get to see it. I'd still like to see it, though. Well, I'd still like to see remnants of it, yes. Well, you might see some of their escape hatches, too, were down the toilets. Oh, so they'd uh, they'd have a ladder down the uh, down the side of the the toilet. So if the castle got you know raided and you could uh, you could escape through the poop chute. Oh my god, <laughs> I am forwarding an email to somebody. It is urgent. It is urgent. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, mate. See, I'm still engaged. Oh, am I engaged? It's, or am it's, I just life, half it's life and death, isn't it? You're is it offensive? You're, you're barely half engaged. Yeah, I know. Should I just just shut the fuck up, <laughs> finish what I'm doing, and then just come back if you have to. I will. I'll do that. This is a good moment to talk about Luke in front of his back. It is. <laughs> in front of his back. <laughs> Go. I, I don't think the things that I want to say can be said on air, though. Okay. Just, just, say you know. it. No, say it. I got... I Actually, well... Yeah, I got ambushed. Not ambushed. I'm not going to put ambushed, but there was a staff meeting that I walked in on, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting, actually. There, there, there's a topic to talk about. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, and the words after it were ambushed. But it was funny that I was talking to somebody else about that very situation uh, within the team, dynamic. Um, yeah, this is very interesting. You don't want me to elaborate, do you? We'd love you. I'd love, I'd love you too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, oh, God. Uh, yeah, so we are talking about uh, when I don't communicate. Mm-hmm. So I switch between manager and leader. So that's been my challenge over the last... Six months, probably a year, probably longer. Let's put it out there. Um, yeah, and as we're talking about, when I step back as a leader, you know, I could, I could go away, I could look at anybody else's business and just see things like really clearly. Let's mm-hmm. go, all right, yeah. So we'll just move this over here and try this, and it's all good. When I'm in my own business and I'm sort of part manager, part leader, um, it's different, and I haven't been able to sort of pinpoint why, and I think. What I just said then is is a is is a reason, um, but when I don't communicate, resentment builds. So it's an old pattern, and the staff can feel it. You know, and I had an honest conversation with one of them. Uh, he's a family member, cousin, but he's pretty up, upfront and honest like me. So, uh, and he said, "Yeah, sometimes you, I feel if you're not communicating, um, it comes off in the factory. So it's just a vibe that you get, like in and around the factory environment in the office that." Um, yeah, like not everything's well, you know, and you can sort of sense that and he sort of goes, it sort of spreads. And I said, yeah, well, it would, you know, and I appreciate you letting me know that. And I felt that as well and a little bit of resentment in areas where I think, you know, we can be more um, productive, um, you know, especially in areas where you might, you know, you can just do better, yeah? Just, just minor improvements. And I found that when staff don't know where they stand or they don't, they just don't know where they stood at any point in time. That mm-hmm. starts to affect, you know, their, their head's not in the game. Mm, yeah. And I've known this many times. It's come to me heaps of times. I'm like, yeah, just look, let people know where they stand all the time. I just did. I got busy. Yeah, and then a little bit of resentment. People could feel that. It's a feeling. And, um, yeah, it was, really, it was really strange. And it obviously had an effect on one of our employees who was just, this guy's a 40-year veteran, but just absolute like he hadn't done it before. I was just going, we're having conversations about simple things that previously problem solve on. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, I was so confused about what he was telling me. It was so far Mm. from where he's been previously and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I go, is everything all right? Like, it's like he's a different person sometimes. 
you know, and a few mistakes and mm, a few other things. And I was just like, wow, like he's not himself. Um, and although I dug down and said, you know, is everything all right? Yeah, it's all good. He's worried about his job. Mm. So off the back of this conversation of just walking into a staff meeting, it's like, oh, cool, just the man we're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, turn around. <laughs> I didn't say all of a lot. And it's like, well, I kind of feel that, you know, you know, my job is at Jeopardy. Yeah, you know, oh, if you want to get rid of me, just do so. Do it now. And I was like, oh, okay, like, gee, wow. Do you feel that? And he's like, oh, I, you know, yeah, I do. And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, because you move pretty quickly when someone's not a fit. You know, they're, they're out the door. And that was shown like last year. You know, three people moved on extremely quickly. And I said, oh, look, I apologize if I haven't been upfront and honest. And, you know, he said, I kind of feel there is resentment. And I said, there is. Yeah. And, I, and he's like, oh, okay. And I said, yeah, like there's areas where I don't even know what's going on at some point, but do I? Yeah, like I, I need to know enough about something when it's not being done. Like I need to know enough about something, just, just enough to know when it's not being done well or to standard. And I said, there's some areas where it's been quite apparent. Yeah, so and if I haven't communicated that, it's built that resentment. And I'll just go quiet and I'll get in there and, you know, start micromanaging. And, you know, some of the other staff are a lot more receptive to it than others. It affected some more than others as well. And he was yeah, one of them. So, and I said, yeah, there was a bit of resentment. So, but I said, your job's safe, like 110%. I'll just let you know now that um, if it wasn't, I'd let you know straight away. Like, you know, and, and it, it probably put light around the fact that we focus on KPIs that are really important, just basic KPIs and measures um, to not only track and see where people are at, like check in, just even basic, which we haven't been doing for, you know, like probably six to eight months because the staff are pretty talented and they just run with a lot of stuff. So I took all that on board, you know, I put in my two bit as well and had another person there that... What was that What was that like for you to to have that presented to you in such a, I guess, a, a clear in-your-face type yeah. way? Uh, I was a little bit abrasive, like there was a, in something inside of me wanted to be defensive, but I shut that down because I knew that that wasn't what this conversation needed at the time. Yeah, nice. Nice one. Um, and I just listened a lot and... Yeah, it was, I felt uncomfortable, but mm -hmm. I knew that, listen, if we're going to be honest, this is how it works. If we're going to flourish as a company, this is the right path. Um, and then it, it, it clicked to me and I was like, yeah, as you were saying, like everyone a leader. And I'm like, yeah, and I said, I spoke about leadership. And I said, if something's not happening down here, I'm naturally going to assume a leadership role. doesn't matter what it is. If something's being unloaded off a truck and the guy's standing there with his art, like he's not knowing what to do, I'm going to come in and, you know what I mean? Like the, the delivery drivers, well, where do I put it? And some of them, oh, I'm the, I'm the guy who's going to come in and take over the situation. And I said, look, I feel that I give the team a lot of autonomy, like to work on their own, um, but who's stepping up as a leader as well, you know, within the business, in their individual roles, like at whatever point, who's, who's stepping up to be the leader? And I feel that I was in every situation, which comes across potentially as micromanaging. It, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I said, like, who's willing to step up? Like, I'll take responsibility for, you know, everything that happens in this place because, you know, that's what I do. But if I'm going to focus on driving the company to the next level, you know, I need you guys as well to be practicing the same thing. Everyone a leader. And it's like Navy SEALs. There's a group of 10 people. It doesn't matter if you're the front or the back. 
when they're in flow, they just know one's going to go left, one's going to go right, the guy at the back's going to look back, and the guy at the front's going to, you know, make the call. Doesn't matter where they are, up and down the chain of command, yeah? Um, and it was really interesting, and that's, I said, that, look, go away, write down everything that you're feeling, yeah? Whatever you're feeling, just write, write everything down where you're at, how you feel we are, you know, working together in a relationship, and uh, and we'll, we'll reconvene and just sort of brain dump. So that's where it got to, and um, mm. what's come Can, to me is the leadership side of things too. Is that I can't I can't micro I can't manage and be a leader. It's it's being um, it's that it's just so there's a there's a different model of management um, that is at at that next level. Yeah. So <clears throat> the micromanaging is stepping is is kind of moving away from the leadership. Yeah. So what do you do with still being leadership but going to the next level of management? Yes. Where instead of uh, instead of doing that micromanaging, which is the step back from leadership, because about a micromanage, you need to you drop your leadership. Yeah. And then you just micromanage people, and the leadership's gone. Yes. The next level up from that, which is which is leadership with management. Is, is a different strategy. It's kind of it's more along the lines of you know we've spoken about it many times and and uh, with the <coughs> excuse me the the three solutions they come to you with a problem and you go well, what are the what are the three you know yeah, give you three yeah. solutions self management yeah. yeah so that's it's more of that so it's a supportive yeah. management yeah and, and then you're looking to well how can I help them to be successful to create yeah. their 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 results. So once again, you know, there's something that's not working. You come downstairs. There's a you know delivery guy that's just standing there going, "Hey, you know, I don't know yeah. where to do." It. You can actually put someone else in charge of that. Instead of you taking charge of solving that, you you actually give somebody a leadership opportunity yeah. to actually do that. Instead of you taking it, which is the micromanaging version of it, yeah. actually put someone else in charge of solving that problem. Say, so, you know, whoever's closest, grab them. Go, hey, um, this this driver here needs needs uh, to put this somewhere. Do you want to take care of that? You're all over it. I know you've yeah. got it. Awesome. Thank you. And you give them you give them those leadership opportunities. Build that. Yeah. And mm. that's you know, and I understand that. Like and I mm. you know, I practiced I, it goes in ebbs and flows. It's amazing that sometimes my bro, it's like all the things that have brought me to this point in my life now, I no longer know how to do sometimes. You just you know what I mean? Like well, but it's no not longer, the reality. They're no longer relevant. Well, but I don't even I just I kind of think time. shit. They're no longer I, relevant all the time. So what if you think about someone stepping up to a leadership role that's not there, yeah. what do you think they need to step up to that? Yeah, obviously support and obviously and a, before ch that, a chance. Before that? Uh, well, I say clear, just probably expectations and also just some, uh, some boundaries or ground rules in which you play in. That's that's I'm a I'm a big fan of. So you're still talking about once they're there, right? So well, think about it, right? Someone's someone's rocking up to business every day. They may or may not be mindful of leadership. They might or might not be wanting it. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, they need to they need to be they need to see an opportunity. There needs to be an opportunity. Yeah. For them, to expand themselves. Yeah. So growth is a, is right. a big part so, of it. So they need, yeah. And 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 becoming a leader or or growing as a leader is a core part of that path in many 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 yeah. circumstances right so they need that they need to have an opportunity presented to them that 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 is an opportunity to them yeah you know and there'll be some risk to that opportunity of course yeah however it's still an opportunity and then they need an invitation to take that opportunity 
Yeah, which is like what you were talking about, Ross, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> however, and Ross is talking about practicing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, however, you know, if you want to give someone the, the more formal leadership role, then it, it's about them seeing an opportunity. You know, so for instance, you, you talked about how sales is where you, you, you sort of prefer to be at the moment. Yeah. And so, you know, what's the, what's the sort of key role that makes sure that work is done kind of on time and on quality in the shop? Yeah, well, systems, processes uh, are a big part of it. But what would be the key role? Uh, would it be like a, well, management, like a shop manager, someone that's going to be the key driver on, you know, in the business to ensure... Um, How are you going to keep an eye on the schedules and the quality of the work? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, okay. we, are we delivering, you know, do we have what we need? Um, and so you know, you got, people skills. You've got a couple of options. You either, you either target the person that you feel... Is right, or you yeah. or you put it up for grabs. Not in a not in a super competitive, competitive way. Competitive way, yeah. But that you know, ultimately, you either you've either got one clear standout, yeah, and you just you just have that conversation with them, or you've got more than one, and then then you you can you can make it a game, you know. Well, which you do you encourage it for that, everyone. Yeah, that that sure. I think I believe you should be encouraging sure. that in everybody because everybody at any point, in any situation, at any time, has the opportunity to lead whether they feel encouraged and supported to do that naturally or whether they feel like it's ownership responsibility that could come back to bite them. Well, you know what it was as well? One of the massive blocks that came out of the conversation, I actually stopped the conversation and said, that's the gold from this, this half an hour conversation, is that they were they were unsure that they were unsure about themselves making the right decision mm. and they were just second guessing themselves and saying, um, what would Luke do? Mm. Yeah, and I was like, ah, okay. So that's stifling a lot mm. of problem solving. You know, they're afraid to make the right decision. And mm. I said, look, even if it was the right decision, and um, you know, you got to remember, everyone's different. And like I see things, I connect things on a broader level, like a much broader level. Yeah, like I can see how if this isn't packaged this way that this can affect the next sale. You know, right down the line, I can see it all and how it connects. Whereas they're just like, fuck, it's got to get out. Just any way, shape or form, it's just got to get out. So even if it's the right thing in their mind, um, as I said to them, how's about if it's worth me, you say, look, this is what happened. This is what I did. Is there any improvements? If it's worth me throwing in like a valid improvement, I will. If not, then that's what it is. But that's where I think the processes and systems come into place because they're, they're easy to manage. When you've got eight people doing eight sure. different things, you know, I can't see where, where it falls down. So what what do you do for culture at the moment? Well, yeah. Well, that's... Because what I'm hearing is that's what's missing. Yeah. Like a, an intentional creation of culture. So if you want your, your team to feel comfortable, like what is it that gets done mindfully every day to create that? Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. But the, yeah, so, but I'll be clear uh, that culture uh, is, is performance. So it's a performance of like, you know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. That's what I measure. So, if we're not performing, the culture is we're not performing, right? So like, so ping pong tables, talking about our values, yeah? Vision, mission, 
you know, they're all important, but... Ping pong tables aren't necessarily important. But what I'm saying is that if that's a culture, it's that sort of fun culture. You know what okay. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, everyone is, feels comfortable and, you know, like it's that kind of... Well, you mentioned the Navy SEALs. Yeah. It's their culture. Performance. Okay. Yeah, but that's in business as well. Yeah. No, culture saying, is performance. So performance that's what is you culture, and that's what you want. Yeah, and that's what you establish. So that's what it is, and it is part of our values as well. So, but will they play hard? Will the Navy SEALs play hard as well as? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. So if it's more, you see, you're talking more sort of team building, like not so much um, work, work, work. Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. So. <clears throat> in fact potentially very very opposite to that yeah so if the culture is one that everybody digs in and gives it everything they've got then that's you know that's everybody digging in and giving it everything well it's it got. definitely is it definitely is but they're stifled by thinking they're not able to make the right decisions or the right call so then so that's actually the culture yes yeah yeah um, now, now, yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so being conscious about doing something differently, because because right now, uh, all your life, you've been the problem solver for you, yeah. right? And you're a, you're a master problem solver. So when something pops up, you look to fix it. But there's an immediate fix that you'll look that that is you just taking control and immediately fixing yeah. it now, yeah. Rather than how can I support someone else? Because there's a bigger thing going on here, yeah. which is every time you take control of something, yeah. you actually take the power away from everybody around you. Yeah, they're not learning. Yeah. Well, it's worse. Yeah. You actually take the power away. Yeah. You're saying, you're not good enough, I'm going to fix it. Yeah, good Each point. time you control it, you're like, you're not good enough, I'll fix it. You're not good enough, I'll fix it. Yeah. So then they're, so then they're, um, they're worried about how they show up and now they're like, well, if I'm not good enough to do it, I need to do it like Luke. Yes. So therefore, how does Luke do it? And yeah. that's where you are. So rather than saying, you know what? You've got this. And then when they stuff up, not if, and when they stuff up, yeah. you say, cool, okay, what were the learnings from this? Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Cool, got it. What are you going to do differently? Did you, you know, what? have you made any adjustments or are you going to do something differently? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Well done. Nice learning. High five. On you go. Yeah. Let's play some ping pong. <laughs> get back to work yeah see and yeah that's well said Ross that's, and that's and that's stuff stuff I know and, I, I, and so, I've done and I do and I'm not now do you know what I mean and that's yeah. the thing I'm like it's yeah it's, so it's tough because it's not it's not natural it's not something you've been practicing all your life but why it's new my question is and I don't have an answer for it now and I'm not looking for an answer is why do I, I've practiced that many times to like mm. bring people up, you know, encourage them to make mistakes, spoken about it, mm. you know, gone course and, mm. you know, awesome effort. It didn't come off. That's what it is. Yeah. We move on. Um, and I, and I know the benefits of it, but not doing it like not. Yeah. It's really weird. Either so I'm so into let's myself. Ask you the question. Yeah. yeah. So why are you not doing it at the moment? I, What's, I, yeah, I mean, on face value, potentially I'm not in the right position within the company to be a leader manager. And I'm, I'm at that point now where I can... I'm, I'm going to disagree with that. Yeah. Because I believe every single person is. Every person no, on just this planet... just for me. So, yeah, I, I agree is with a leader. That. And yeah. if that's the culture in your business that you want people to step up, then you need to do it too. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you've done it before. You've said that, right? So you can do it. What's happening now 
that's and I don't know what it is, but I've I've got some some it's guesses about what two, it could two be. Roles. But what's, two roles. Right. Two roles. So that's, you could you could continue to master leadership at yes. higher levels. You could continue to do that or yeah. you could look at actually hiring a leader. So rather than yeah. rather than generating one, hire one who just takes over the shop for you. Yeah. Who's who's got you know, I suppose ideally who's got a higher attention to detail than you. Well, what about mm-hmm. a manager? Well, that's what I was thinking. I, I'm going to keep saying leader. I want to be a leader. I'm going to leader too. I want to be the leader. I'm going to keep saying costs. leader. You can give him a bloody title of general manager if you need to. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you, you want a leader because you still want him to build a leadership culture for you. Yeah. But it's mm. what I'm hearing yes. is that you, you, you want to be out on the road building the business from the outside yeah. and not inside. And it's actually you that's deliberately starting to cause trouble. Yeah, yeah. To, to stop you from having that that great step and so you, so just getting someone to take that role that you can put everything on yeah is, is probably the way to go okay good advice and that could also be merging with another business that is well run yeah okay so double the size of your business and have someone that can run it on the inside who's not good at the sales or you know nice. so many ways you can do it yeah yeah there are okay and I, and I kind of like that one cool but but the other thing is what if you replace yourself as a salesperson because it's your business, so you get to do yeah. whatever you want. You yeah. can go the direction of the sales, you can go the sure. direction of the leadership, you can go the direction of anything you want. Yeah, um, that's right. So, yeah. in exploring that one too, you know, what would it be like to have a sales team? Well, I like of, people, you know, I like people, and that's probably why I like sales. You know what I mean? They, I'm pretty genuine. Um, yeah, so definitely, yeah, building that side of things out. So, yeah. It is playing those two roles where you're managing and you're, you know, you're trying to be a leader and just stepping back away from situations too and seeing it, seeing it for what it is and having that space and clarity uh, is something that I haven't been doing. So, I mean, this is a bit of a counselling session for me, a bit of a coaching session. So, I appreciate that, but I hope the listeners have got some value from it because it's well, real. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's actually real. I fully expect this to be incredibly valuable to yeah, the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's no yeah. stories or, you know, this is real life shit. Um, yeah, so, value for me yeah mm. something else mm. uh, so you were pointless. there was a point where you were really Good. conscious about culture yeah and that, that's the strange thing isn't it but I put a lot of credence on culture in the hope that it would change other things in the business yeah so potentially pushing me into a you know a better leader or, or whatever I thought was the next step yeah so I didn't I didn't know really what I was I knew culture for a long time was a, was a good thing and we practiced it consistently, mm. uh, like we spoke about our wins and losses, and and maybe that's something we you know we bring back in. It took a little bit of time. Uh, some received it well, some didn't. But my gut says that um, you know implementing that and bringing it back in uh, won't hurt, and it mm. sort of reinforces mm. that. So we're talking about our values and. For, uh, and you, have you done the read the Zappos book? Yeah, yeah, several times. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because yeah. that's and for our listeners as well. The reason I mentioned that is is mostly for the um, the listeners. Because I'm sure Luke had read it. The Zappos book talks a lot about culture, and one of the things that's really clear as you read or listen to that book, their intention about culture. Culture is talked about, like yeah. it's an active thing that they do within their business. It's a and that's what makes it a real thing in the business. Yeah, if we don't. If we're not consciously doing something about culture, the culture will just become what the culture becomes, uh, and it'll could be anything. Whereas if we're consciously talking about culture, we're doing something about culture, we're doing we're being intentional about our culture, then the culture will become what we intend it to be. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and I think that's a, a great learning. So if you're having challenges with your, with your staff or your culture or something like that, um, definitely check out that book. Delivering Happiness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, do you have any further questions or comments or anything you want to say before we, uh, before we close the episode? No, Your Honour. <laughs> awesome thank you very much for sharing that with us you didn't ask Al though hey, look, were you going for your cuppa or I was were you going just... to say apparently happiness is a warm gun oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well it could be we, we just learnt a lot about Al just then <laughs> I hope it hasn't been that bad mate it's a Beatles song oh, it's a Beatles song one of their later ones I assume phew awesome excellent thank you gentlemen Uh, it's been great thank you very much for sharing that Luke Um, you know being able to get uh, you know deep and and, and dirty on you know what's happening in a a live action business is fantastic so thank you very much cool look forward to catching you you all on the next episode adios this has been Ross Pepper Alistair McDonald and Luke Farrar for the Ross L and Luke show if you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out Al and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.